ho, and welcome to a very merry episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm, of course, your host and cotton-headed ninny muggins Thor, joined today, as always, by my friend and co-host. He dreams of white Christmas, and he roasts chestnuts on an open fire. It's Micah. That's right. You're not going to be able to slip anything into my drink and keep me here because it's snowing and cold outside. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, maybe. We'll see where the night goes. We'll see where the night goes. Could be a white Christmas it all over your face. Be a white Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's why he dreams of white Christmas because he's gay. <laughs> wow, it's white from cum. It's white from just raining cum on you. Why You're are we th- starting the episode Look, like this? No, <laughs> this just went okay. So I this is my fault. This was entirely was my your fault. fault. I I I said it in a fully innocent way, and Micah immediately is like, "Don't slip something in my drink." Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and then sure, Zach yeah. chimes in with, "It's a white Christmas uh, on his face." Yeah, it's white Christmas on his face. You guys led me there. <laughs> I came in ready for a family friendly episode I, of the show. That is not the case. <laughs> I, I really doubt this would be a family friendly episode, regardless of how it started. That's fair. Just based on the content of what we are going to be covering. Oh my goodness, Thor! We have a guest today. We do. Our favorite guest here today to tell us his thoughts on the Israel and Hamas conflict. It's Zach McCrary. I am an expert on such topics, of course. (laughs) Not in the least. (laughs) I don't know how much I could tell you about Israel and Hamas. I can tell you a lot, though, about Israel and hummus. And I can tell you that hummus is awful. I see. I disagree. I am a big fan of hummus. I especially like the garlic and roasted pepper. Mm, Well, in true fashion, we're going to fight about this forever. (laughs) (laughs) It is gross. (laughs) You're you're outnumbered on this one, Zach. I like getting pita chips. My daughter will just eat it by the spoonful. Oh, man. She is intense. I don't know where she gets her taste buds (laughs) from. She is intense. Yeah. It's just, she'll just, just go for it. And my daughter is... You know how, uh, you know how animals, when, oh, this is going to sound really weird with this, I'm just going to go for it. You know how animals, when they see that you have food, they also decide that they want that food and they just kind of put their face in your face? Uh-huh. My daughter does that. She'll just be like this and she'll just lean in real close, but then she'll look at the food and then look at me and I'll, I'll just be like, do you want some? And she'll just go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, okay, there you go. <laughs> That's yeah. too funny. Like, you're going to eat that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's something else. But uh, we're not here to talk about my kid. We're here to talk about the sci-fi series known as Happy. The channel sci-fi. <laughs> it's not a science fiction series for anyone that's wondering. Oh, yes. Good clarification. <laughs> yeah. From SYFY. Happy, which I didn't even know that the sci-fi channel was still a thing. It's very much still a thing. Well, when this came out, because this came out in what, like 2014, 2017? Okay, a little bit later. So, But at that point, it's still what? I mean, does TV, does like regular TV even exist anymore? I it, mean, it's there. It does, mainly for people like 50 and up, yeah. I think, is yeah. the is the main demographic who's, who still subscribes to cable. 
Yeah. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if like the sci-fi channel doesn't really like make content anymore. I think they do, but like a lot of it is like Sharknado garbage. <sighs> yeah. I know that that's what where like their bread was buttered for a while was making schlocky ass Sharknado type stuff. Sure. Like bad things on purpose videos. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. After, you know, doing great things like Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, what a good show. You know what? I'm actually really bummed because that was on Peacock for oh, free. Really? Yeah. Now, I was going to recommend the the intro, like, two-episode slash movie. So good. All right? Because I didn't want to give Thor the whole series of, obviously, it's four seasons long. I feel like, though... That's the show with old uh, Craterface, right? Yeah. Yep. Edward yep. James Olmos. Um, that's really bad that you just said crater face. We all knew. Everybody in the world knows, but no, I've actually seen that. Oh, hell oh, yeah. The first couple episodes. Yeah. Oh, oh cool. Man. It's such a good series. Such a good series. Okay. I'm surprised that you have actually, that's intriguing to me. Um, you should finish it. When, when I was finishing it, we, Zach was watching it with me and we watched like all the way up to the next to last episode. I'm like, all right, you guys want to you want to do something else? And Zach just looked at me and he goes, "No, you need to finish this. There's one more episode left. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Like, finish this now." <laughs> so, I remember I remember watching that show live, uh, and like the last episode, I was alone in my college apartment with with um like strep throat and just like chugging orange juice and like tearing up at moments of that last episode and man i loved battlestar galactica yeah but we should probably talk about the thing we're actually yeah, here we're to about. talk about battlestar galactica today we're here to talk about happy i'm just gonna re reword the last sentence that i said we're jumping into happy that's right based on the grant morrison and eric robertson comic book Derek robertson comic book of the same name from image comics and uh, we just did an episode about that on my show. Yes, absolutely. Um, Thor. Yes. Let's hit the intro music and get your. Also, oh, man, we're really we're really pushing it with this one. Can <laughs> I just say, every single time that I hear the recording of you talking about the patriarchy and all that garbage, yeah, um, in our episode, <laughs> you say that you can get a hold of us via blah 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 blah. And every time you say via, my brain goes. Via with a question mark instead of via, and I've always wanted to ask you about it, but then I always forget. So I'm remembering now. Why do you use via instead of via? I feel like people who say via, it's a little too hoity-toity for me. What am I, the queen of fucking England? <laughs> All right, All right. king. They have a king now. Am I the king of England? No. No, this is America. I'm not speaking the queen's English. Via, get a hold of me. Via. I'm not fancy. It's, it's funny. Get that, a hold of me via email. Thanks. It's funny that he says that because I actually think of saying it via as the more fancy hoity-toity version. <laughs> no way. Because like via sounds like, hey, we're going down there. We're going to do that via the subway, you know? <laughs> no, E E is a much more proper sound than I. Oh, okay. Via. So, so I'm, I'm going to take it mm, via. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say. I'm not going to say, I, oh, let me drink it via. Let me drink my tea via no, this tea pot. We're going to the we're going to the ball via our horse and or via our horse and carriage <laughs> sounds more right to me. Okay, so what about here's another way. This is another test. Either, either, 
Which one? Which I one's prefer, more? I prefer either. I go either. Either? Does either sound more hoity-toity or does either sound more hoity-toity? Either. either. <laughs> this is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, because if you said to me, uh, I'll, I don't know, I'll take either one. Well, maybe I do say, I do say either, actually. I purposely try to say either because I prefer the way that that sounds over either. Now that I'm thinking about it, if I were just talking, I think I would say either. Now I'm wondering I if, I, I don't know what I say. <sighs> yeah. My it's going to bother a, me. My brain's in a pretzel right I'll now. See if I can, I don't know. I'll, my challenge to myself this episode is to try to organically make you say the word either or either yeah. in but it without you knowing. Via and either sound like American bastardizations of the way that a British person would say it, which sounds to me more like via and either. Okay. I'm just going, I'm, I got to say. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Well. I don't know. I think the opposite. Yeah. But. It's why. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, either or either way, <laughs> let's talk about happy. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> hey, folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep. I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Alrighty, folks, so we are back, and today we are talking about the sci-fi original series, Happy, based on the Grant Morrison comic of the same name, which, hey, by the way, we reviewed on Zach's show, the comics that we love. If you're listening to this the day this comes out, uh, then tomorrow our episode talking about the comic that this show is based on will be coming out on Zach's show, Comics That We Love. Um, came out in 2017. And you have, oh gosh, what's his name? Something Maloney. Christopher Maloney. Christopher Maloney playing Nick Sachs, a former detective turned grizzled hitman who gets visited by his his daughter's imaginary friend, Happy, played by Patton Oswalt. And together, they are attempting to save Nick's daughter, Haley, who has been abducted by this weird criminal organization uh, that is tra- trafficking in children. The whole the whole while, Nick is being pursued by the mob because he killed the mob boss's nephew, and that nephew uh, bestowed upon him this password that leads to ultimate riches and power for the mob boss blue. Did I get all that? Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds pretty succinct. Yeah, Yeah. I would agree. So, fellas, what do we think? Oh, boy. (laughs) I've got a lot that I think about this. Okay. I've got a lot that I think. Let's get into it. Um, So, I read the comic first. Zach and I were on a different podcast talking about comics um, with other nefarious names. Good people. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> nefarious but good <laughs> yeah jason Devenny, if you're out there you know yeah and adam brinker 
Yes, of course. Adam Brinker, who was on with Playtime with us and yeah. with uh, with Zach on a multitude of episodes. Many episodes. Yeah, with comics that we love. Um, so it's hard for me not to to look at this and try to compare it to the comic mm-hmm. or like put a direct comparison to the comic on mm-hmm. it, just because that's what I came to first. And anybody who's read a book and then watched a movie immediately knows what I'm talking about. Uh, so I'm going to try and look at it by itself. Although admittedly, that'll be a little bit tough on my end. Um, Thor, did you watch the show or did you read the book first? No, I've watched the show before I read the book. Okay. All right. So for me, something that I liked about the comic and is I, I liked how just, um, how contained it was. It was four issues long and that was it. I like a good story that knows where to end. And I kind of felt like this show didn't know where to end or when to end, I guess. So there were things that I really liked in it because it it dove a lot deeper into some of the characters and the backstories mm-hmm. that the comic doesn't do. Um, and I think in some instances that worked really well. And in some instances, I just didn't care. Um, so for me, I think overall I liked it, but I do think it dragged a little bit in the midpoint for mm. me because it's eight episodes long and... When I heard that it was a TV show, I was thinking, that's kind of cool, but how are they going to make eight or like a season's worth of content for that? Yeah. So that that's kind of how I jumped into this. Um, I don't know. Zach, where are you at with it? I was uh, I was the same way. I remember because I watched the show originally when it first aired because I was excited because I love the comic. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be amazing. And Patton Oswalt for The Voice of Happy is just the best. It's the best. It was I was so happy with that. But. Uh, yeah, it, it, there were, for me, I thought that, like, how do you stretch, because I was worried they were going to try and do, like, the 20 episode treatment. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's 2017, that was still very much a thing, mm-hmm. and especially, like, on a sci-fi channel. But I was like, how are they going to stretch that story out to make that work? And ultimately, I, f- I was happy with the way, eh, I was happy with the way the show went, uh, because of the fact that... We talked about on my show how the the great part of this book, uh, the book with Morrison's writing, Grant Morrison's writing, is how succinct they are and how they're able to give you all the details that you need quickly and concisely and move on and you and you got something. Yeah. Where the show gets the chance to expand upon that and really dig into some of the characters. And overall, I thought that it did a really good job with that. There were characters, though, that I thought were dumb and unnecessary. I didn't think we needed Sunny Shine. I thought that, that uh, the addition of that character was unnecessary overall. And, uh, like, I thought maybe even, like, what we got with Blue was a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. I So, this is kind of my take on that, is having seen the show first and then going to the book. I kind of, I like the way they approached the show. And I think they did it in a smart way, is... You have like the core fundamental concept of the story is mm-hmm. there, but I look at these as two separate things. Totally. It's, it's definitely, you get so much more with the show. It also has a very different tone. Yes. Oh, like yes. The biggest thing that when we read the comic, and I guess we didn't even necessarily dive into this, is the comic is just, it is gritty and dark. Mm-hmm. And there really isn't any humor to it. It's really just a really dark story. Even the character of Happy is, 
he's a little less kind of like cutesy and dumb in the comic than he is in the show. Yeah. yeah. And like, so Nick Sachs is obviously him and happy are a lot of comic relief for the show. Cause even though Nick Sachs is gunning people down and smashing their heads in and almost dying, like he has this kind of like, uh, this lighthearted whimsy to him that makes him fun. <laughs> it's, it's Christopher Maloney's facials. That do it because yeah. whenever something like the crazy eyebrows and the big eyes and like just the faces he makes really lighten up Nick Sachs. Yes. Where that does not happen in the comic. Yeah. Which and I think they needed to do to make it make him a more likable character for the show. I just right. I just think it was a smart way that they approached it because if they just gave you the story as it was in the comic, I don't know how good of a show it would have made. I think it may have been, at least not for sci-fi, I think it would have been too dark. I mean, I think it would have been a much sadder, like, yeah. It, uh, it definitely has a zanier vibe. The yeah, show. zanier. That's the perfect word. It's yeah. zany. Yeah. It's just kind of, like, out there. And, I mean, there is definitely some out there stuff in the in the comic. I mean, but they take that and just push it to 11 as far as the wild zaniness. Yeah. Um. Uh, I had a train of thought and I lost it. So, you know, anybody <laughs> it, else can chime in. They really, and, and it's, and Morrison, if you pay attention to the credits is a producer on the show. So like they've had, they probably had some kind of say in it and were cool with the, the route that it took. And I think that's pretty cool that they were able to look at their product and be able to say, let's take this element from the comic, like the ridiculousness of this blue horse sure. and amp that up. Which oh, is really what they did. Yeah. You know you know what I was going to say is that the vibe of this TV series really reminded me of Shoot 'em Up, the movie. Oh, my God. With uh, the great action star Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Yeah. Eating um, carrots and shooting people. Yeah. The, it really gave me those type of vibes. Um, and I'm just realizing that, like, as we're talking about it now. It's got this, like, action-packed story that is just kind of fun and silly and you're along for the ride. And the yeah. book the book wasn't fun and silly. No. Um, this is a lot more fun and silly, I think. Yeah, which and once again, the reason I think that's smart and a good choice, because ultimately the story is this guy's daughter's imaginary friend comes to him and mm-hmm. they become a buddy cop <laughs> um partnership. Yeah. Like it, it's like I said it's a fun, that's a hilarious fun concept. It's like <laughs> I said on, on my show, we were talking and I said that it's it's like Turner and Hooch if Hooch could talk back yeah. to, to Turner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love that they expanded upon the fact that there are other uh, other imaginary friends. We only get that really for like one instance in the comic, right. but they really played with that for like t- at least two, two and a half episodes yeah, in I, the show. Yeah, my wife, uh, so Kendra watched this with me both times because we had watched it, you know, same thing when it had first came out. And her favorite part of this show is the imaginary friend support group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's such a good scene. Uh, the, the, uh, the little Bo Peep, the way she's reacting to the awful things that she's seen. I <laughs> yeah. love that sequence. <laughs> yeah, so it, so it follows uh, Nick Sachs as he's going around trying to find his daughter, Haley. He finds out that Haley is his daughter pretty early on in the series. Yeah. Where in the comics it was like halfway through or maybe even later. Almost the end. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah, it was at least towards the end of issue two or beginning of three. So I thought that that was interesting. We do get more 
of a lot of characters, just more of the evil Santa that is kidnapping the kids. You get more of his backstory. You get a ton more of Blue, the the mob boss. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about Blue, the mob boss, and the guy who played him, which was Richie Coster, was the guy who played Dude, that character? I love Blue. I love that type of character where he's... He's at home and he's like a calm family man. He's putting up the tree or the the star on his Christmas tree and he's on the phone basically, okay, you need to go kill this guy. <laughs> and, and like he's he's kind of has this like real dark duality and where he's like playing the part of like a family man. Mm-hmm. And then as it goes on, you see like, oh no, his wife is fucking terrified of him and his kid is a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, and the and the way that Blue is portrayed, because in the comic, he just looks like a typical mob guy from the little bit that you do see him. He's got like this mustache, he's wearing a suit, but the portrayal of Blue here is like Christmas sweater. He kind of looks like he's probably an IT guy at Amazon, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. but he's this ruthless mob boss. Yeah. And you're right. I love the way that Coster uh, vocalizes him like he's kind of nasally, but he's very here. And he doesn't move from this voice. You know, it's very calm at all times. I I thought that was great. Yeah, which I think is like a great, a great bad guy. Like it's unsettling Mm -hmm. when, when the bad guy and you know, he's done dark shit, you Mm -hmm. know, he's a bad guy, but he's always calm. It's like, it's almost more unnerving. Yeah, totally. It's like a different kind of fear because it's like what's bubbling underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at first when when we were having or when we were seeing him initially, I was thinking this is just dollar store Ben Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I get that. But as the series went on, I actually started to like his character a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really did. Um we've got Patton Oswalt playing Happy or playing the voice of Happy. Where are you guys landing on that? It was uh, it was perfect. Yeah, it was I, exactly what I wanted. Yeah, Patton Oswalt is one of those uh, people who I think he just has the perfect voice for animation and yeah. he's in basically any any animated series ever <laughs> he at least has a small role like he just has the perfect animated voice yeah like he's so fun I think he would, couldn't have done a better casting for happy especially this portrayal of happy is kind of like a a cutesy dummy through the majority of it. Like mm-hmm. this very innocent, oh very boy. naive, yeah. yeah. Because we, like, that's something that we get a lot more in the show as well, is this, like, naivete and the innocence of Happy kind of being, de- not destroyed, but changed because of the things that he sees and does with Nick Sachs. Like, he actively kills another, uh, you know, uh, imaginary friend and like he's helping him cheat with cards and he's doing like i feel like happy gets his hooves dirty a lot more in the show definitely than he does in the comic oh definitely and but it's what what i like though is that even through the things that happen to him he still is the light at the end of the tunnel ultimately yeah even though even though a lot of things like change for him yeah there were definitely some scenes where i was chuckling because of happy yeah i think my favorite scene with happy hands down is when he's like nick i have an idea on how to get information and it involves torture yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know. And, and then they do a complete nod to reservoir dogs yes yep, i love where that. where the music starts playing and i'm like oh my gosh 
they're just calling back reservoir dogs. <laughs> Except now it's an imaginary creature trying to torture another imaginary creature <laughs> by tickling him. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't it like the like the the sock puppet hand of the crazy yeah. child predator Santa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I thought that that was very funny. Yes. Like, I I really appreciated that. Uh, and, and that's that shows the beauty of the way the show is approached because you have that really funny moment mm-hmm. and then in that same moment when when he's torturing the glove the glove is relaying the sad tale of that Santa yeah. and how this kid, this little kid saw all these awful things and it just destroyed him from the inside. And he, the glove is like, I couldn't be there for him. I couldn't help him. And I feel terrible that I couldn't do more. You know, I'm, I was supposed to be his out, you know, to get him away from these things and I couldn't help him. So like you get this hilarious moment with, with that. And then immediately after is this really like serious kind of dark moment. And True. that's like the beauty of the show. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think the show toes the line really well of capturing the darkness and the essence of what was in the comic, as well as keeping it lighthearted in a fun watch. Yeah. Like it toes that line really well. Did you guys feel like it dragged on at all? Like I was feeling that around episode six, I was thinking, man, this episode is going on. I'm just ready for this show to end. Episode seven, like the second half and episode eight, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. But I do think even at eight episodes, I kind of felt like this could have been a six episode series. I I agree with that. I think they could have. I think there is a lot they could have cut. Like when you have uh, Meredith and Sack's ex-wife kind of like team up, they did a lot with that. And honestly, that felt a little unnecessary. Like they could have accomplished that same amount in a couple of scenes. Yeah. Um, where like you, when they just find the little girl, like the one couple are like, Oh, our little girl was taken. And then the wife ends up finding her like locked in their, in their, in their cellar attic, and something like yeah, that. In yeah. their attic. And like, I guess that whole scene was to kind of his wife's name is Amanda. Right. Uh, yes. Um, so I guess that scene I think was to kind of show Amanda like, oh, there's this darkness in people. And that's, it was kind of giving her like an insight into why Nick turned out the way he did and Mm -hmm. why he ended up so dark and, and calloused from seeing all the bad things on the job as a cop. But ultimately it was unnecessary. It didn't affect the story in any way. Right. Whatsoever. (laughs) I th- I think that all it really did was I, I I think they wanted to include because in the comic Amanda is like a non-entity she's in some of the flashbacks and that's really about it yeah she's yeah. In like she's two not, panels maybe yeah I think they wanted to make that character more prominent in the show in hopes that they could continue it on which you can see that they tried to do by the end with leading into a second season yeah and maybe that there is like a reconciliation with Amanda and Nick where they kind of see each other for the first time because Nick doesn't think that like he would never tell her about the things that was bothering him, which is what threw him into like having an affair with Meredith because he didn't think she was strong enough to deal with that stuff. But now he knows like he sees her strength because she's const she's out there mm-hmm. trying to find her kid. Yeah. You know? And so I think that like, uh, that was one of the stories they wanted to tell of, of like a reconciliation of these two people who got like lost. 
Yeah. And did, so you think that all was kind of to help set up season two? I think so. I th- yeah, I think or that they future seasons. Yeah, I think that they wanted a narrative of these two people finding each other again through both trying to find this little girl and uh, and lead that into something they could use in season two. Yeah, I think. I think so. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I could see that. Yeah. The, another another one storyline plot that seemed very strange to me. The weirdest out of all of them was the Italian, uh, the Italian sister to oh, to, <laughs> the, to Blue, Blue. the yeah. Real Housewives. Yeah, sister, the Real yeah. Housewives, who's on a reality TV show and is very clearly part of the mob, and brings the TV crew with them with her wherever she goes, and then having her be the mom of the people that Nick kills, the three like the three brothers, right. At the beginning of the series and then having a weird possession type of thing happen with the brother. Yeah. Which- yeah. There's an old Italian witch that brings the one son back to life. Yeah. Cut. You could cut all of that and make it a sec. I make it a six episode like season. For that sure. just seemed so out there and not connected to anything that was happening in the main plot because it was that was all set up for season two. Like that was such a that was such a network TV bullshit thing to do yeah. to just throw that in there so that they could have an in to a second season. It was completely unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, again, there were parts of it where I chuckled. I, I, the idea of having this like mafia woman with a TV crew around them all the time Mm -hmm. and then dealing with the actual mafia boss, the TV, like the TV crew dealing with him because he wants none of it. Yeah, (laughs) he hated it. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Honestly, like there was an insane concept. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like there was a moment where like my chest felt a little lighter when Blue shot the director of the show and then (laughs) shot one of the women from the show. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, yeah. Yeah. It just, to me, I do. I did also really enjoy the part because right before he shoots them, he the sister, um, she is so she was Isabella, or Isabella, however you want to pronounce it, but she's the sister of Blue, and she's like, I have something that you don't. I've got one point five million followers, and I didn't have to buy them. So she like reaches the point where she starts getting too big for her britches, and he just immediately quelches all of that, yep. and he's like, fine kill you, kill you. Anything on camera. El- yeah, on camera, <laughs> like anything else you want to say. <laughs> so I, I did think that that was a really good, effective way of, of kind of putting him more on a pedestal of this is the bad guy. But at the same time, they took that and then made him almost like a lackey of this kid's TV show yeah. empire. Sunny yeah. Shine. Yeah, this whole, like the whole Sunny Shine, the consortium of evil rich people who dress up in leather bug outfits and horse outfits and buy children presumably for nefarious deeds whether it be who knows it was so ridiculous they're drinking their adrenochrome or abusing them or as they do like Oh, I, that like the crumb. Illuminati, this <laughs> Illuminati style organization ran by a child star who has like these Teletubbies he hangs out with. 
Oh, this guy was straight from Death to Smoochie vibes. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, they definitely, 100. it definitely felt like they yeah. took a lot from Death to Smoochie. <laughs> Which, if you haven't seen Death to Smoochie, you guys need to watch that. So I, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's Incredible. fantastic. Some rainbow fucking Randall. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, I will still get uh, Ed Norton's song, My Stepdad's Not Mean, He's Just Adjusting. <laughs> like, that'll get stuck in my head. Just that little loop. Uh, I, I have to say, like, if there's one thing that I did not like about the show, it was the entire Sunny Shine thing. I thought that that was an entirely unnecessary addition to the show. I don't yeah. think we needed that at all, period. Like, yeah. It was unnecessary. Agreed. I think it was cool. It's similar to, like, the stuff we were talking about with uh, the mafia, like, with Isabella and the crew that followed her around. Like. Mm-hmm. That in and of itself, like the scenes were interesting. Yeah. They were cool. I liked the rave scenes where Amanda's trapped in these flashing, <laughs> the flashing like rave yeah. party with a bunch of oh, like, yeah. people dressed screaming. up in leather yeah. horse outfits and shit. Like that's a cool scene. But as far as what the show is doing and the the source material it's coming from, it's like it just it definitely is out of nowhere and really is like, I don't think the story needs it. Yeah. It, it seemed really left field stuff. But see, while, while I say that I'm comparing it to the comic, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so if I didn't want, if I didn't read the comic at all, I don't know if I would feel that way. I mean, I don't, that's, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. And I have no idea. So that's kind of why I was curious on your thoughts about it, Thor, just because you watched the show before reading the comic, you didn't have that comparison because naturally for me, every single thing that happened that wasn't in the comic, I was looking at it like, do they need to put this in? And in some instances I enjoyed it. And then Mm -hmm. in other instances I was like, I don't, I don't get why. And maybe that's why it dragged a little bit for me because there were plot devices that I just didn't care about. Yeah. This like, for me, that was the whole sunny shine thing. Like that's what drug for me. Yeah. Yeah. The the weird possession thing was, (laughs) <laughs> was just so strange for me. That seemed out of nowhere. I, I wonder, like, you know, I, I think what they were leading to with that was that the the old dying Don that wanted the nephew there, like the nephew that Mikey that is then possessed, mm-hmm. I think that's what the password was. Like, because the, they, they kept saying that, like, this, whatever this word is, this password is going to lead you to unlimited power. I think that's the unlimited power that they're going to unlock in season two, which I will never watch because <laughs> because I remember watching the show on TV and being like, oh, there's going to be season two. I don't care. Yeah. Because happy is over. Yeah. But the, I bet that's where they went with it, that, that the password was getting past the possession. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Happy does a thing. It, uh, the the end of the show, because yeah, they set it up for a season two. Nick sacks because Nick dies in a heroic way. He mm-hmm. fucking dies, and then they do the thing that I hate, where mm-hmm. it's like he didn't actually die; he's still alive, so that they can keep doing it. So here's so that they can make more yeah, about. They it. took away his Boromir moment. So, so here is my suggestion: when you watch Harry Potter at the very end of it. Harry breaks the Elder Wand, throws it into the lake. 
and then it fades to black. Turn the movie off there. You don't need the stupid part where Harry and Ginny are aged up poorly and they have their <laughs> kid. And he's like, oh, this is my son. Al, you're named after my two favorite wizards, Albus Severus Potter. It's dumb. It's stupid. Turn it off when he breaks the elder wand and fades to black. Perfect. But, but when you watch but, when you watch Game of Thrones, and I know nobody likes the last season, but when you watch Game of Thrones, Jon Snow kills Khaleesi and then rides off on a dragon turn it off or he puts his her body the dragon grabs her body and flies off turn it off there you don't need the rest when they're like hey this kid in the wheelchair let's make him the king now this guy this guy who doesn't have human empathy and who's basically autistic now and in a wheelchair let's make him the king (laughs) no no Jon Snow kills Khaleesi the dragon takes her and flies away turn it off in happy yeah Nick Snacks he falls out of the window. Haley is He falls out of the window after uh, saving Haley from evil Santa, and he dies. Turn it off. Are it's you a telling, great ending? Are you telling me that you don't like the scene where Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy nod to each other of a I don't necessarily like you, but I respect that we've been through something together. You don't enjoy that scene at the train station when they're both aged up. I don't know. I won't watch it anymore. I saw... <laughs> yeah, no, I don't enjoy it. No. All right. You don't need to add this stupid stuff to it. It's like, let Nick Sachs die at the end. Sure. Obvi- an obvious cash grab of like, hey, if this goes well, we want to do another season. And again, that's exactly what it was. They kept him alive so they could keep telling stories. See, for me, I thought that what they were going to do was have him die, uh-huh. but then continue... Because I knew that there was a season two. I have not watched it. But I was like, how do you do two seasons out of this, let alone a normal series? Yeah. I thought that they were going to take Meredith and have her be the protagonist of season two and have Happy because in the comic, it ends with her with the feather of Happy. Yeah. I thought that Happy would somehow be connected to her Mm. in season two. And I thought that that's where they were going to go with it, which that probably would have intrigued me enough to watch an episode or two and see if it was any good. But the fact that they kept him alive, I'm like, eh. I like I just I don't have the desire to watch season two. Yeah, me neither. I never I'm never gonna watch it. Yeah. What yeah, did you guys same. think of that uh, the the change at the end where uh Haley no longer needs happy, so he fades away from her, but because Nick needs someone, because he's about to try and become a father, and, and like happy is now attached to him. And now oh, the only person that could see him is is Nick. What did you think of that at the end? I did not like it. You weren't a fan? Nope. No. I love the scene of him fading away. Like when Haley's singing yes. and he yeah. starts and he just slowly becomes more and more transparent mm-hmm. as she's talking to him. And like, it's very hard. I teared up a little bit as she's saying goodbye to her imaginary friend. Yeah. It's really, I think it's a really heartfelt, emotional scene. I like that. Well, but yeah, like then he goes and finds Nick and it's like, that's kind of, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> I already hate the fact that Nick Sachs is still alive. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that sapped the emotion of that, of the scene of him saying goodbye to Haley completely away. Yeah. Like every almost death that happened in the last Star Wars film. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like, they're dead. Oh no. Oh, he's Uh, not actually dead. Dude, I was so fucking mad when Chewbacca wasn't dead. Oh, uh, yeah. Chewbacca yeah. should have died. That would he have been a hugely impactful moment. Yep. It would have made me have a little bit of respect for that movie. Yeah, totally. Um, or 
C-3PO should have got his memory wiped. I think both should have happened. Yep. That any. That's a whole other. That's a whole (laughs) podcast series, honestly. So so if I'm hearing this correctly, the best way to end the season is have Nick die, but also have Happy fade away because of Nick's sacrifice um, and because of what Haley has gone through. She now no longer needs Happy. Happy has done his job. Nick has done his job. End it there. Yep. Yeah. I think I think that would be a great ending because I also do like that. She saw some dark shit, dude. She got kidnapped yeah. and was held prisoner for like a week or something like that. Or was turned into a weird life size like, doll. Almost, yeah. yeah, was almost, you know, whatever the hell those people would have done to her. So not only is like she doesn't necessarily need happy anymore. I think some of it, too, was like that sparkle of childhood. Sure. Had kind of been taken mm-hmm. from her. That's kind of what also added to the sadness of happy fading away where it's like, she's not a kid anymore. She has been, she was unwillingly plunged into this world of darkness mm-hmm. and she escaped. Yeah. But she's never going to be the same. She's not going to be this sweet, happy kid with an imaginary friend anymore. And ultimately like the whole point of the imaginary friends in this show is to help children transition from the childlike innocence to some form of adulthood like that's why at some point they start to forget their imaginary friend like because you have helped them get through childhood helped them learn some lessons into becoming like an angsty tween and i like exactly what you're saying she's seen a lot of dark stuff but ultimately also she showed a lot of strength in those moments mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because she's the one that leads the other children she comes up with the plans and tries to help them escape and and get out of these places and because of that she kind of like levels up as a person you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. yeah she finds her own strength yeah because yeah. The, because happy left her to go find nick and she's like she has that moment where she keeps thinking, my daddy's going to come mm-hmm, save me. Mm-hmm. And then Smoothie uh, tells her, he's like, your daddy's never coming to save yep. you. There's no heroes. There's no good guys. Your fate is what it is. And she tells him and, he's dead, too. Right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. He tells her, like, yeah, no, he's dead. He's not yeah. coming for you. And so in that moment, she's like, I can't rely on anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to me. Yeah. Yeah, then like I, at, I think her arc is actually really cool through the show. It really is, and I I I'm totally in agreement with you guys. I think the last I think Nick should have died, and the last scene of the entire series is that scene in the kitchen where she says goodbye to Happy, and then her mom's like, "Come on, let's go." Oh yeah, that yeah. that should have that would have been a perfect way to end it. Yep, yeah. that would have been powerful. Yeah, so definitely, so I would definitely say there are some problems with the show. I, I'm not going to say it's like my favorite thing ever, but. I do like this show. I love Smoothie. Once again, we talked about oh it on Zach's show a little yeah. bit. And I love that he got so much more in the show. I love the actor who played him. Yeah. He kind of played it perfect where he's he's like demented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he is just a true sociopath who gets pleasure out of hurting people. Yeah, he was definitely an interesting character. Um, Zach, I was telling Thor this off off recording but he the guy who played him patrick fishler i confuse him 
and the guy who was Polka Dot Man in the Suicide Squad movie. Oh, uh, Das Malkian. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I can, I interchange them as oh, really? actors all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because they're both like character actors. Yeah. They just pop up and stuff. Yeah. And they both kind of have similar facial features, I mm-hmm. think. Like and voices. Even. And dark yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. It's so, so watching this, I was like, is that the guy from Suicide Squad? And then I'd have to like remind myself that, no, that's not, I've just seen him in other things, <laughs> but it's not the same guy. Right. Yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed him. I thought he was kind of fun. I think that having him be at the house with the, with, um, Meredith's mother, cause you know, she's under the thumb of the mafia in this. I think that that was a really cool way to expand on the character of smoothie and also on the character of Meredith mm-hmm. um, with having that interaction there. So like that was an instance where they expanded and I enjoyed what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. The expansion of smoothie was one of the best changes that was made because the, you're, you're totally right. That guy knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. and it was just, it was so interesting getting to watch that character do more and see how he works like internally. And like, like, he uh he he's so busy like he really views what he does as a business but he loves his business yeah and then he's like I need something for me and that's why he takes the Jehovah's Witness that's <laughs> yeah. walking around and, <laughs> yeah. and like locks him up and he's about to kill him you know <laughs> he's like I I haven't done something for me in a long time I think he actually says that yeah <laughs> he's got the turkey carver <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like when people who make movies say. You do one for the studio and then one for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll kill Nick Sachs. I'll ch- I'll slice his penis into little salami pieces. I'll do that for Blue, you know. But every once in a while, I just need to kill somebody the way I want to kill yeah, him like, for me. I wanna- I, I'm babysitting this old lady with dementia, and I, and you know, I need something for me right now. Yeah, a little bit of me time. Do you like the character who played Meredith? Yeah, I liked her. Uh, can't think of her name. She's got a very oh. Eastern European name. I really, yeah. I really Lily, like. She played. I'm sorry. Uh, Lily uh, Mirojnik. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I'm glad you tried to pronounce that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Lily Mirojnik. Yeah, I like her. She plays a great kind of like. Uh, once again, she's a grizzled cop who's just been kind of beaten down, and she wants to do. You know, her and her and Sachs are very similar characters. I think she's almost yeah. like the female version of him. Um, and I I like that character archetype. And I think she does it really well of being this kind of like uh, snotty and always kind of like maybe that's not the right word, but kind of just this always, always irritated by everything. She was character. she was very at the beginning, very uppity and very tightly wound. Uh-huh. And I appreciated that as the show went on, like this was definitely a costuming choice, but I appreciated that as the show went on, when we first meet her, she's very uppity. She's kind of like, like bitchy towards everyone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you get to know her and you're like, oh, she's, she's dirty. She's working for the mob. And then once you start to learn her story, you start to empathize with her more. And as she changes throughout the show, First, her hair is a little disheveled and the ponytail gets a little looser. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the show, she's wearing her hair down like she's been freed of the, oh, the yeah. confines oh, of, of working for Blue. I thought that was a really nice, subtle thing that they did with her. Dude, speaking of like wardrobe and like visuals, 
Dude, Nick Sachs, I love that he just looks like a beat up piece of shit the, the whole show. And he always has that stupid scarf. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's always wearing like a crazy Doctor Who long scarf. Like, I love this character that always looks like he's on the verge of death at any given moment. Because he's just, he spends the entire show just, uh, Getting his ass kicked. Fuck it. Yeah, he, dude, that dude gets home alone the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Constantly, like, falling in bear traps and yeah. getting hit by cars. Yeah, like, the running joke of the show is, like, I can't die. I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm, conv- he's like, at this point, I'm convinced I can't die. Yeah. yeah they he, did a really good job of making him, the guy who played him, uh, just Maloney, look yeah. like a homeless bum. And yeah. and how many heart attacks does he have throughout the <laughs> yeah. show? Yeah, he's just like <laughs> at least five. popping the cap off his his heart medication and just like <laughs> taking mouthfuls of it. <sighs> yeah, dude, I love that guy. I also like there are like dialogue pieces from the comic that get translated into into the show. Mm-hmm. In different so one piece specifically is in the comic. Uh, Nick says to Happy. There's a scene where they're on the train and Nick says to Happy, look, you think the world is bright and beautiful and hopeful, but what you don't realize is the world is a spinning toilet that just won't flush. Mm -hmm. But in the show, and they took that line in the show and used it, but instead Nick Sachs says, my life is a toilet that just spins and just won't flush. Kind of alluding to that fact that he's like, I just can't die. Yeah. My life is a toilet and you just can't flush me or whatever it is. But I'd like, so I liked that. That was a fun piece reading the comic after watching the show. And I was like, Oh, that's where that came from. And I liked how they took it and uh, changed it. Speaking of that, since you, since you hit on like that sequence, which I think was all like, that was when they were in the subway and they were seeing, right? Yeah. Like when they were seeing I, all the people who were having nice. I believe so. There were a couple times where he thought this might actually yeah. be it. It may have, it was either when they were in the subway and he's laying on a train rail waiting <laughs> to have his head ran yeah. over. It was either then or when he was in Blue's garage about to be shot. Mm. It was one of those. One yeah, of those he does have a couple of those clarity moments. But <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of the show and I think be, because of the fact that they knew they were going to keep him alive and they wanted to have him grow and change. And because in the comic, he's static. He is basically who he is and he dies, you know, with a little bit of retribution. But because they wanted him to grow and change in the show, I like the scene in the subway where Happy is trying to convince him that the world is good and that people are good. And, and you're, and he's seeing in the subway this couple and they're very happy and these people talk and everything seems good. And then the train gets, uh, um, delayed delayed yeah. yeah yeah the train gets delayed and Nick is like here we go and then it does like everyone flips and everyone's getting grumpy because the train isn't there they start arguing with each other we you know like that kind of stuff and like it kind of proves Nick's point for a moment to happy and like kind of breaks happy for a little bit yeah mm-hmm. But at the same time, then once because ha- happy fun, like that's when Nick throws himself on the train tracks and he's like, no one's going to save me. I'm showing you that people are awful and no good. They're going to let me die here. And happy's like, you broke me and, and goes away. And he just but then, disappears. Yeah. But then Nick, uh, you know, Nick is laying there just wanting the train to kill him. And people do see him and they save him 
Because at the last moment, he's like, oh, God, I don't want to die. Yeah. You know, he has that moment and he gets up, but he can't get off the thing and he starts having a heart attack again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people do come and save him. And, and and there's like a, you know, and everyone's happy that they saved this guy's life. And it is a weird moment where Nick is like, well, shit, you know, yeah. maybe there is good. And yeah. that's like the beginning of the shift for him. Yeah, yeah, because really he was just trying to prove a point to Happy. And yeah. then once Happy actually disappears, he instantly has regret. They're like, oh. Like, that's a bad thing that I just did. Because, yeah. And we talk a lot about this on Zach's show, so I'm not going to go into it too much. But, like, their whole kind of dynamic is Happy is trying to impart hope and goodness mm-hmm. in Nick. And Nick, misery loves company. He's trying. Like, there's always this tug. They're both trying to change the other person. Like, yeah. Nick is trying to bring Happy down. Like, when Happy first kills another imaginary creature. Nick is like, good job, buddy. But he sees yeah. Happy's all broken up about it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's always this constant tug. And that scene's so powerful because Nick finally does break Happy. Mm-hmm. But once he does, it's like that careful what you wish for moment because Happy disappears and he's like, oh, my buddy. I didn't, he was like, <laughs> sure. I didn't mean to take it that, you know You know what I mean? You ever been in like an argument with your significant other and you say something, you're like, I went too far. I should right. like, oops, I went too far. That's uh, that was that moment where yeah. he's like, uh, he was just being a dick. Really? I don't think he ever really intended to kill himself. I think he was just being a dick. And then happy goes away and he's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like the, the loss of happy, which is like the loss of that spark of hope that he had left. Yeah. But then the people, be, people actually doing the thing he said, no one would like yeah. people save him. And like the yeah the co- the co- combination of that really is uh one of the 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 spots that I think is a big change for Nick in the series which I thought was really well done. Yeah. My my favorite part about all of that is that he was so grumpy but everybody else like there's this little girl who's like it's a christmas miracle. Oh yeah. We saved him. <laughs> and the whole subway is like yeah. <laughs> and he right. just like walks away <laughs> so angry and the crowd doesn't even care. Yeah, he's yeah. having a heart attack walking away. <laughs> They're like we saved someone. <laughs> look look, yeah. look how great we are. Yeah. Uh, so um oh, so- also can we talk about the fact that at one point Nick Sack Nick uh basically kills uh Blues son and wife you don't know oh, for yeah. sure but he basically kills a 100 percent they're wife. dead yeah because oh, yeah. he shows up with the car full of c4 and like the button doesn't work it doesn't explode but then as he's driving away blue's kid finds the remote and hits it and just in the rear view you see <gasps> boom this huge explosion <laughs> and it's just kind of Yep, they're probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, they really just kind of like uh, just iced over this part where Nick <laughs> just killed an innocent woman and child. The kid was uh, a psychopath. Yeah, okay, yeah. For good, sure. Good. Yeah. The woman was, I mean, like, I wouldn't say innocent because she knows what her husband does and she lets it happen because she's rich. Yeah. But the kid, yeah. But, I think they really set you up to not mind a child getting blown up <laughs> with, yeah. with that show. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, though, because his face is, he just goes, like, once again, those facial expressions he Maloney's makes. Maloney's facial expressions. He sees the explosion, he's like, oh. <laughs> That's, uh, that's very right. that's very like jingle all the way when Sinbad oh, like yeah. runs out of the building because he's like this is a bomb and then he leaves it there and he runs out 
uh, I don't know if you remember that, Zach, but he's he's a, like a USPS guy. Yeah. And he's got the package. He's like, this is a bomb to make sure that security doesn't get a hold of him. And he just puts it down and then runs away. And then the bomb explodes. And he's like, that was really yeah. a bomb. A cop is holding, oh, yeah. a, cop <laughs> is holding right. a package full of dynamite, basically, yeah. and gets exploded. And you're like, what the fuck? Did they just kill yeah. a cop in yeah. this kid's movie? And Sinbad just makes a joke after. He's like, this is a sick world, man. This is a sick, sick world. world. <laughs> the cop didn't die, though. But he just got blown up with like, and was all black like in They cartoons. did the classic cartoon style. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that is a very funny part. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh man, so this kind of has a lot of vibes of that too. Totally. Where it's like it's it's so much just over the top violence that it just desensitizes you to it. So, Ooh, uh, one one quick scene that I thought was really it was so nuts was when he kills Child Predator Santa and shoots him in the head, mm-hmm. and there's that minute-long sequence of Child Predator Santa, like, dancing to death with, with like, balls from a Christmas oh tree coming out of his forehead. So oh, yeah. great. What a wild sequence. Yes. Dude, I actually like the way they approached the creepy Santa in this one. where Because in the comic, uh, the Santa is, he's like a just a dirtbag. He's yeah. just like a dirtbag heroin addict like gross jaundicey Santa who like abducts kids for the mob. Cause any in the books, like there's no question about like they're being taken, you know, those children are being taken to live stream, uh, child pornography. It's like, it's mm-hmm. very dark and very direct. You don't necessarily know what they're getting kidnapped for in the show, which we talked about this on Zach's show, I think is a good choice, more palatable, um, but I like the way they approach the Santa where he's almost like a monster. Like he's a mentally deranged person with a lot of trauma who like never really grew up. Yeah. And, and he's like, he has all these, he has the, he's taken the kids and he has all these people that he basically lobotomized. lobotomized. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're just hula hooping and, and. They're basically like action figures. They're like full yeah. life size action, which is figures what he, he sees in his mind as they, that they are. Yeah, and yeah, and that's what he wants to do to Haley because he's like, I want to keep you a kid forever. Yeah, and, which is at one point it almost makes you empathize with him a little bit because you get his backstory that like he was sad, but also at the same time it kind of makes him more terrifying. Yeah, where yeah. where it's like, oh, he's just fully insane. Like that, t- that's the type of like person where it's like, oh, he's just a monster and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm convinced that that actor watched a whole bunch of Mick Foley wrestling promos <laughs> because cause I was getting like serious, like mankind cactus Jack vibes off of him. Just For like, sure. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was really neat. But also the sad moment then when because, you know, he gets shot in the head, falls through the thing, and then gets his neck wrapped in a cord and gets hung. Mm-hmm. And then you see the glove slide up, you know, and like coddle him. Yeah. For, yeah. I was so sad. Yeah. It was so it was sad. Very, yeah, very sweet. Like I said, I like that they took. Because Sonny Shine is the real evil character. The Santa isn't inherently evil, he's a bad guy. He does very bad things but he's a broken person yeah mentally deranged like it's interesting how they do make you empathize because yeah Mm -hmm. once he dies and his little imaginary sock puppet friend cuddles up to him it's like you're immediately like oh what he was doing was horrific but you instantly like 
empathize with him. And yeah. I'm like, that's a tough thing. I think that's a tough thing to do. That that was well written and shot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think that's a pretty impressive thing they did. Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree to a degree. <laughs> to a degree. Um all right. Well, Thor, it's it's that time. So, I'm going to let you make the decision here. Um give me two options of of rating scales here. You're going to do numbers, I'll give you the Yeah. Type. Yeah, give me okay, two options. Okay. So, let's here. do it either out of Ah, um, you said either. Okay. Ah, you did. I do say either, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um so, we shall either do... Ah, uh, there you said either. Did you, did you yeah, do that on purpose? I was trying to sound fancy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think either sounds fancy. In any case, I think we should do salami-sized slices of penis, <laughs> or... <laughs> I think that's one option. Or... Kidnap children hermetically sealed in a life-size action figure box. Okay. <laughs> I don't know which one is worse. <laughs> I kind of want the children one just because it's so many words to say to do a rating. <laughs> Zach, how many children hermetically sealed action figures would you rate this on a scale of one to eight? Because there were eight episodes. Eight episodes? Okay. Uh, This first season alone, without the slog of knowing that there is a second season, uh, if this was a standalone product, I would give it, hmm, out of eight, I'm going to give it six hermetically sealed children in giant action figure boxes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Thor, how about you? Where are you at? Um, I think I'm right probably around that same area. I I'm probably going to go like maybe a little bit higher cuz I really enjoy it. there's not there's very little about this I don't like. Yeah. Um and I didn't feel like it dragged. I enjoyed watching it. Um I'm going to I think I'm going to go six and a half. Okay. Ooh, six I, and a half children? <laughs> six and a half children. Yeah, one of them. Not a very know. big action figure box. <laughs> they tied the ropes too tight. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Those twisty ties were just too tight. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I really enjoyed this. I think it certainly has problems. I think there are things that could, like, I don't like the ending. Um, and I definitely think there is a lot of extraneous content in this that you could do without. Okay. Um, but the stuff that I like... Uh, uh, Mahoney. What the hell's Nick Sachs? Uh, Maloney. Maloney. Yeah. Maloney. Patton Oswald. Uh, the lady that plays Merida. Meredith. Uh, the guy who plays Blue. The lady who plays Amanda. The guy who plays Smoothie. I love the girl who plays Haley. Sure, the she's freaking great. Santa. Yeah. All the actual main characters in this show. I really, I think they give great performances and I think the story is really well crafted and fun. So I like a lot of this. I'm going to go six and a half. Okay. I, so I would agree with half a child. (laughs) What can you do? (laughs) Not do half a child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I agree, Thor, that the cast was great in this. Yeah, totally. I, I think 
this is going to be a hot take at the table, but I think the only person that I may not have been perfectly happy with was Patton Oswalt. Oh, wow. Um, I felt like some of, I think he's got a good voice for it. I think I would have liked him to be a little bit more animated. Pardon the pun. I don't mean that. But as far as in his vocal range, I think that I would have liked to see a little bit more umph in some of his delivery. And that's really, really nitpicking. I mean, I, he I did really that. just do his Pat Oswalt It's just Pat Oswalt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I felt like that would have been a little bit more true to the character of Happy. Um, but again, that could just be me comparing it to how I envision the character based on reading the comic. So I, I think overall he did a good job. I would have liked that a little bit more. Um, I'm probably going to go five out of eight sure, yeah. with this. I think that... That is in part because I like the book quite a bit, and I'm not crazy about the the tonal change that they did with the season. Mm-hmm. I understand why they did it for TV, but I don't like it as much as how the book feels. Mm-hmm. And for for that, I with that in a combination with um, I did feel like it dragged on a little bit, and I felt like there were plot points that were unnecessary. I enjoyed a lot of it, but there was a, also a lot that I didn't care for. Mm-hmm. And I just found myself wanting it to be over. Oh, wow. In, in, in definitely episode six, episode like middle of five, all of six, like I'm ready for this show to be done because right. I just don't care. I felt like. Well, and that, those are the episodes where they start. That's where you get the kid comes back to life from yeah. this Italian witch. Yeah, they start witch, to begin the next and stuff. And they really start getting into the, like, the Sunny Shine Consortium. Yep. And yeah. it, I, I agree. I think there is a lot that could be cut from this. And I think I would love to see an edit of this where you take a lot of it out and just make like a six episode season. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, folks, there. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Could I could I give like one follow up question, oh, yeah, you guys? Sure. Since we this is like a two episode thing, yeah. So now that we've discussed both of the things, mm-hmm. which one are you do you prefer? I think I know where you oh, went. Yeah. The book for yeah. sure for me. Yeah. How about you, Thor? I prefer the show. I like the show a lot. And and as we discussed on your show, as far as the comic goes, I loved it. I thought it was great. It's one of my favorite art wise. It's one of my favorite comics I've read. Mm. I really enjoyed it. But I like I, I don't know as far as there's I I liked having the expansion of the characters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I really I really enjoyed the show. I think I would prefer it. But also and like you said that maybe just because you like the book better, sure that maybe that kind of skews your view of the show. Which I'm makes sure that sense. it does. Yeah, I'm sure um, it does. Yeah. Whereas I prefer the medium of a of an over the top kind of dark comedy show over the medium of a comic book. Yeah. Mm. And so that's that's probably my bias in there is why I would I would rather watch the show. I would rather watch all 8 seasons of the show or 8 seasons, 8 episodes of the show even though it's a bigger time commitment than read the read the four issues of the comic. Gotcha. Which is an easy read and I would love to read again and I probably will, but I think overall I probably enjoyed the show more. I I liked both a lot. But I think because of just the kind of person that I am and I like really dark shit that what I loved about the comic is the result, the way that 
resolves itself is darker and and, sure. and yeah and yeah. that just appeals to me more the comic 100 percent has a better ending it's yeah definitely the right way to end that story and, yeah and so for me i think i think I, I although i appreciate the miss companions i lean more towards the book too which like you said might be because we loved the book before the show ever existed yeah yeah, well, there you have it, folks. Uh, if you haven't yet, you should go over to the comics that we love and listen to not only the episode of Happy, where we're there, but all of the other episodes. Over Zach- 100 now. Oh, my. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Zach, just hit 100 just episodes. Just hit 100. That's awesome, dude. Um, if you are a comic book fan, you should absolutely go listen to his show. Zach, where can they find you? Oh, it, we're anywhere that you can get a podcast. Any podcatcher that exists, the comics that we love is available on. Um, you can hit me on Instagram. That's like really my focal point for social media for the show at the comics that we love. I'm also on Twitter and I post there sometimes at Z underscore Irish underscore red because I was like, I'm not making a separate Twitter for something else. I'm just going to use the one that I have. <laughs> but yeah, those are really the two spots that I use for social media. Again, any podcatcher that you that you can get to, I'm there. And I would also say if you're somebody, if you're not a comic book fan, but you're kind of interested in them, I think Zach's show is a great show. Like, listen to his episodes or even look at what stuff he decided to read with his guests. Because we kind of talk about oddities and strange things sometimes here. We don't always review stuff that's good. that's very we reviewed the star wars holiday special but zach has people bringing their favorite comics and stuff that he really likes so it's all really good stuff i think if i were somebody i am somebody who doesn't really read comics but before i would go and just try to like what comics should i start reading i would check out his show i think it's a great jumping off point if you're interested in the medium and as and this show is I've become a bigger comic fan with this show and doing Zach's show like constantly because there's so much, there's so much there. It's not just for dorks. It's not just, <laughs> it, you know, it's not just the guy on the Simpsons, the comic no, book the comic guy. Book That's guy. not, you know, there's a lot of really, I think interesting stories told in that medium that you're not going to get anywhere else. Totally. And that's, that is something that I sometimes like to do with episodes is I find a comic book that I think someone who isn't a comic book fan would like, like I've and that's what I've done with you. I pick out stuff. I'm like, I think this is a Thor book. Let's see if he likes it, you know, and, and bring it to you. So yeah, even I, I agree. Even if you're not a comic book fan, maybe I'll point you in a direction of something that you dig. Yeah, there's there's, com- a, there's comics for everybody. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Yeah. All right, crew. Well, with that note, I think that we are at a good stopping point for this episode. If you haven't seen Happy, check it out. I think all of us overall would recommend it. On Netflix. It is on Netflix. Yep. You yep. can stream it at the time of this recording. It's uh, end of the year, 2023, around the holiday season. Um, this is our holiday episode. So from us to you, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you... Uh, partake in whether it's christmas hanukkah kwanzaa festivus any one of them we wish you a good one whatever it may be enjoy your bucket of kfc japan yes (laughs) and (laughs) folks we got a a little bit of a different episode for you next week because it is going to be the last week of the year 
And we're feeling a little bit lazy. We don't want to review anything next week. <laughs> so instead, we're going to review ourselves. Yes. And we're going to say, would you recommend the Get Wrecked podcast for the year of 2023? <laughs> um, yeah. So it's going to be more of a fireside chat scenario. Um, yeah, we're going to kind of just recap the year, kind of talk, you know, revisit some things we had talked about previously, uh, kind of talk about just how the year went and just general just a general chat it's going to be a chilled out chilled out episode no recommendations so you don't have to go out and watch anything um but you should probably go back and listen to our entire catalog if you haven't heard them all yep uh, that every way single one that Everyone. way you're well up to date all fi- <laughs> all 52 of them that we've done this year yep Very, that's, so that's, that'll that's a be, lot <laughs> that'll be that'll be next week yeah um so you can find us on get rick podcast uh, that's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. That's our email address. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. So, you can find us on a fledgling Facebook page. Um, other than that, we're, we're basically dark. We are, we are we're off here the grid every folks. week for you folks. Yep. Except for next week. We'll be here there too. So, um, as always folks <laughs> until next time you get wrecked out there. Stay wrecked. Okay, lightning round. You ready? You just give me a yes or no. Is it a Christmas uh, movie or show? You ready? Happy. Yes. Yes. Home Alone. Yes. Yes. Die Hard. Yes. Eh. <laughs> <laughs>